Welcome back, citizens, to the second episode of ReadCast, the Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Reed Organization. Way too geeky here, and I'm joined by our Russian compatriot, Chekhov. Let's check in on him. Hello, everyone, and glad to be back. Welcome back. Uh, this is a weekly podcast talking about the latest and greatest of Star Citizen, the romance, the drama, the roadmap. So, Chekhov, how's it going today? Um, doing well, just in the verse, and trying to put our red read suit on. Uh, is always a little glitchy, so right now I ended up in my underwear, but I should be okay shortly. <laughs> it does take a t- take some time, especially the day after Labor Day, to get out of your underwear and into, into some clothes. A hundred percent. Well, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, and for those of you actually that didn't know, so we also started uh, uh, streaming the at the same time as we casting because we did get some requests because we're talking about us doing some things in the verse. So it's like, okay, guys, we're imagining it, but why can't we see it? So uh, right now we're streaming on Twitch and on Facebook Live, but by the time we do the next episode, probably also YouTube. So That's exciting. Um, so where, you said you are currently at Levski right now, correct? I am on Levski, that is oh, correct. Okay. I am, for some reason, because I can't recall why I'm here, but I'm at Port Tressler. So, pretty far away, about 38 million kilometers away across the verse. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I did some homework this uh, week, so... Does that mean you actually watched the videos? I watched the videos, and I read, and I listened to some stuff, so (laughs) I think I'm up to speed. And it is oh, kind of exciting. Great. It is kind of, I am excited about a number of things that are going on in the verse. Same here. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, why don't we jump right into it? What's been going on sure. in the verse? So, I mean, first of all, we had um, a monthly report that came out for the PU and Squadron 42. Um, what do you like about them? What's exciting to you? Well, what, uh, you know, the, the one that I, again, that I caught was uh, a few things that are exciting. I I did watch a, uh, I think it was a YouTube video on some things that are coming in uh, 3.11. Uh, the, the the grenade uh, launcher. Yep, uh, that was yep. kind of cool. And the whole, uh, I guess, uh, the, 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 the whole improvement with the, how do they call it? Uh, the, 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 the shaking and the trembling. In other words, right now, if you're just really going to walk around your ship and a ship gets hit, you can actually uh, tumble down on the floor. So if you're not strapped down, you can actually will feel effects yep. of the ship being hit, which is really cool. Yep, right. yep. That was an addition to the roadmap as of last week. Um, and I believe that's called, if I'm not mistaken, it is... Uh, yeah, improvements to sort of force reactions. Force both, reaction, yeah. Yeah, which was also, I mean, we talked about that last week being inside Star Citizen, but they actually added it to 311, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, yeah oh, and it has to do not only on ship, but it's, uh, so if the grenade gets launched at you and if you're close proximity, you will actually fall down and you're able to get up, depending on how close you are to the explosion. You either get hurt, get killed, or just fall down, you know, which is really cool stuff. 
Yep. Well, same, you know, I love playing with the shotgun and the shotgun will knock people over, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives an incentive to using a shotgun versus, say, a pistol. Yeah. Yeah, they were still tweaking the, uh, you know, sort of, you know, actually working on it, not even polishing, working on it, because they said the accuracy is still off. So, you know, if you shoot it into close proximity, it'll blow everything, uh, you know, uh, away uh, where it's it would really only affect someone within a distance. So, yeah, there's still a lot of tweaks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure we're going to get knocked over for all sorts of things um, for the time being. Um, but... You know, it, it is pretty exciting. Um, I was kind of excited when looking at the, the monthly report. I, I mean, I love, I'm excited about Squadron 42, but I don't get super excited about the monthly report for Squadron 42. Um, yeah, <laughs> what, what was on I'm it? Being, that what I missed, so you got to... stared at <laughs> by yeah. uh, one of Nets's alts bus. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying not to collide with him right now. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Apparently he's trolling me. Well, if I if I break him, we're in the same party and it's his fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um so anyway, um so I was kind of excited. I didn't really I don't really pay attention to Squadron 42, but um one, I thought it was really cool when they mentioned the Mercury Star Runner, even though they mentioned it's not going to be in 3.11, the main patch, but probably one of the dot patches. But when they talked about it, they said um, additional detail is being applied to the interior rooms and a functional dashboard with articulating buttons is in development. This will include independent power control for various systems, weapon controls, and more. Each system is planned to have built-in feedback to allow players to see the state of each system at a glance and identify if damage is preventing a system from working. So, I mean, that that just sounds really cool from the standpoint of it sounds like they're actually iterating on some sort of, um, you know, interface and or mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know uh, the the other thing I I was uh, kind of really really excited to see is the still ongoing improvement on you know graphics textures lighting. So what they said that the uh, the actually uh, current I guess lighting schema is almost too bright. So they're they're kind of bringing toning it down to be more realistic, and uh, they were showing side by side the sort of rendering, and it's really really uh, you know, there's some doing some really cool stuff. So we're going to see, I, I thought we already seen some really good improvement, but there's still more to come. And yeah. that kind of also makes me think with the new three series NVIDIA stuff coming out, you know, the 3070, the 3080, you know, I wonder uh, if, uh, you know, they're going to take full advantage. And because I've seen the stats on those cards, I mean, the frame rates are through the roof and, you know, everything it just looks so much better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you, you sort of are jumping into Inside Star Citizen. So while we're there, yeah. you know, um, I think one of the other cool things about, I mean, there were a few things that they talked about, right? Because we had the Baron Grenade Launcher, there was the Sprint Report. But um, 
there was that new lighting system. And then they even showed off sort of the day-night lighting with uh, L19, which I thought was great, especially with the, you know, the um, spotlight kind of making a creepy authoritarian look to, uh, to the location. Um, but what I thought was really cool, um, first of all, the cargo decks, the exteriors look amazing. Oh, yeah, those multicolor cargo decks, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the different types of cargo and everything. Super excited. Gets me even more excited to play any kind of cargo hauling. But the docking um, is what really got me super excited because it looks like they're planning for what feels like a cinematic moment with something so simple as docking. Yeah, yeah, the docking and the oh, you're right. You saw the like the whole the rendering of how they're gonna dock the capital ships. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really cool. The only thing with with the cargo, I think, and I don't know if it's true, they mentioned the um, um, that only the hulls are gonna be able to grab the cargo uh, from the uh, from the docks. Is that true? Because the way I guess it's being delivered. Um, I think the cargo decks, at least from my understanding, the cargo decks are going to serve everyone's cargo needs. Mm-hmm. But I think the main difference is the way that the whole series stores cargo on the exterior. The unloading and loading of that is going to be different. What, what, what's unknown at this point in time is how much of a manual effort is loading and unloading. Right. So yeah. they've talked about cargo timers and, and having that be a thing. Although it's funny, it doesn't really talk about that in this next coming patch, but it seems like something that sh- will or should be a thing um, just based on the cargo deck. But that might just be something they iterate on throughout the, you know, throughout the other patches. Um, but I'm not sure if it's going to, I, I don't think it'll be exclusively with um, the whole series. So I think maybe the exterior cargo bays. That's the, the I think bay. that's what it is. It's the exterior yeah. and the way they had a slide. So you would almost like, looks like you're going to dock and it'll just slide right in. Yeah, you know? that might, that might be the case. That might be the functionality for it. It's, it's hard to say. And I'm sure we won't see that right away anyway. Um, although, did you see that they had a little, a little Easter egg of a hole in the actual video? Uh, yeah. 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 So it's just sitting there for us to see. Not really doing much, but it was sort of a little tease with a hole inside the video. Um, You know, and speaking of cargo, um, it makes me kind of think about once again, you know, I was talking about the Star Runner before and they were talking about this sort of control, right? This, um, you know, sort of like system dashboard. I'm curious if this has anything to do with cargo or data running or if, or if they're just iterating on sort of a dashboard for people to get more functionality out of their ship's controls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other cool thing I noticed is, you know, that they, they mentioned cargo mechanics in the monthly report. So, you know, cargo haulers will at the end of the day need to monitor the cargo um, whether it has to do with like food and making sure that their food is the right temperature, whether it's a, in stable and good condition, because they did show off some more 
cargo types, you know, some more volatile cargo. Um, and I'm curious how you're going to have to track that as a player in particular, is it going to be, I don't think you're going to walk up to your cargo and see if it's, if it's doing okay, but you might have to go to a manifest and see how everything is going. Um, so I'm curious to see when they launch that. Um, cause it sounds like it plays really into, um, the next patch, but I have a feeling it's not going to be. Yeah. I, I yeah I, I don't I don't think we'll see the full functionality. I think we're gonna see something, but yeah, this is a, this is a huge undertaking. Yeah, definitely. But... Um, and then we saw some changes to the roadmap this week. So you know, f- first of all, rest in peace, um, FPS combat improvements for AI, mm-hmm. law system v two surrender, bye. Um, and then gone but not forgotten, I'd say, is are the things being pushed back to 3.12, which is the server-to-client actor um, network rework, uh, as well as the death animation improvements. So while that's sort of bad news, on the plus side, and I think we already sort of talked about this and touched on this, you know, we did get a few added things. Um, so the repainting of all the existing planets and moons. I'm hoping that that means we're going to get less rocks in the way of my rock and my mm-hmm. other land vehicles. Because the amount of times I do a little turtle tumble on those um, rocks on certain moons is is ridiculous. I know. That was like the most unexpected thing about the vehicle everybody kind of first time took it out they think like it's any other one but that thing hits a little rock and it just flips you know you really got to watch where you're going yeah definitely um you know so that's one cool thing that they they are updating the ground textures and i think that really has to do with you know better blending same thing with geology you know placing geology in a more organic way uh, and then we mentioned force reactions. I think that'll be cool, except hopefully now when ships hit each other, they won't explode. I don't think that's going to be the case right away. But the part that I think is really cool is the inventory changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that they're adding this sort of inventory screen that we can move things between our backpack and our our actual suit and our cargo on certain vehicles it seems like the start and the sort of the progression that we've been seeing with an updated player inventory and, and actual soon persistent inventories, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely coming. Uh, can't, yeah. Can't wait for that because that is, you know, no, you know, me and persistency. I mean, you know, you're grinding <laughs> for ships so we're grinding for everything. And, but I have to say, you know, uh, remember I told you I got my prospector back. Not only I got my prospector back that I lost in three nine, I got my another prospector back that I think I lost way back. So I have two prospectors now. <laughs> you know, oh, you, were can, they the two? That, were they the? Because you, you bought two technically. Yeah, right? yeah, and I lost right. Oh. I lost two, and they gave me both of them back. I thought it was like you know the usual double glitch. But it's not. I, I, you know, I didn't bother using it. And somebody told me, you know, they gave us all the ships back. And, and yeah, believe it or not. So I proceeded to take them both out. And it was funny. There was, I wish I would have had a video of that with Cav. You know, I, I take one, where was this? On uh, Microtech, right? I take mm-hmm. one out. 
and it's heavy, heavy wind and blizzard. Boom, it tumbles down right into the forest, flips on its back. I say, you know what? Let me take another prospector and take it and see if I can, because it's stuck, it's an armistice zone, so I can't self-destruct it. So I climb out of it and I die and I go back. I take another prospector and I take it out and I fly it and guess what? I miss it and now my second prospector is stuck. So now I have two prospectors in armistice zone and they're both alive and I can't destroy them. Yeah. So Cav took his vehicle out and we we must have took us like 30 minutes to get there. And believe it or not, he actually rescued my prospector, flew it upside down, and you know, I don't know how he took it, but he did it. So I wish we could have had a video that was very cool. Like it was one of those moments, uh, you know, that you really wanted to record, and I did. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a had to be there kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Speaking of had to be there, I wish you, you you should look at the live stream and look at the, my beautiful new paint on the Avenger. I don't have to. I'm almost at you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Be careful because I set you as a quantum. I, oh, I, you set me as a quantum. Oh, did you set me as a quantum? Yeah. Oh my God, what's gonna happen now if we're both moving? Actually, I said Delamar as a quantum, so that's a lie. Oh, wait a minute. So hold on a second. So then I should come out because I'm going to pass you. I just left Delamar. So wait, let me do that. Yeah, you're only like 1.7 million kilometers away. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to check out the map here. Yeah, it's quite, it's comfortable. Oh, you're yet. still dropping down though, huh? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to drop out. So, um, now what's also coming starting tomorrow, I mean, it sort of started already, but I think the real, the real start point is, um, um, you know, the real start point is tomorrow for the actual event, but we're, we've got the second year running of the ship showdown. Yeah, that, now, that, that you, you got to tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah. I kind of got a glimpse, but I'm not sure. Oh, you just passed me. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll turn around. Uh, yeah, what, what is that all about? How does that work, actually? Yeah, so it's, it's an event that sort of leads up to, um, it doesn't quite exactly lead up to the in-game event that we have every year. So... So this is the big time of year where a lot of reveals start to happen, um, you know, because CitizenCon usually comes up in October or November, depending on when they host it. Um, and so last year, leading into the International Aerospace, Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, which they hosted in-game the past three years, mm -hmm. um, they did the ship showdown. So think of it as like sort of a sweet 16 of the top ships in the game. And we get to fill out the bracket. So we pick one of each, like, sort of um, pairing. So it'll be like, do you prefer the Carrick or the Reclaimer? Mm -hmm. um, and then each one will move on in the brackets. So up until today, they identified what the top 16 ships would be based on um, sort of the community activity with pictures and the upvotes. And now we actually all get to choose our brackets. Once a day, you, you log in, pick the winner, and every day those winners advance. And so you'll see, the, you'll see the impact of this from last year because 
you know when people have the ships with the paint color that's sort of like white and purple? Okay. The top four ships got those skins, and anyone who owns those ships get those skins. So, for instance, if the Carrick wins this year or is top four, in theory, they'll get a skin that's similar but probably a different color because the color oh, ended up aligning with the um, the IAE, the International Aerospace, Interstellar Aerospace Expo. Oh, very cool. Um, and now the interspace, the IAE is, is essentially you were around for um, the Invictus Fleet Week. Yes, yes. It was like that, except it was not military themed. It was just any ship in the game pretty much was shown off during this fleet week in area 18. The first time they did it. So before they did it in game, they just had these videos about the different manufacturers and showed off some of the ships and things like that. Then um, once we had um, Lorville, they had Lorville host the IAE and they had an in-game location. And then the past two years, the IAE has been, um, or not, no, not the past two years, the, the past year, any expo we've had has been in that donut in Area 18, which is so the really the past year. It was the Invictus launch and the, oh. the past one. So, uh, and then, you know, they had it in Lorville before. So it's been pretty cool. I wonder if they'll add any arenas a.k.a. like conference centers that we can go to for the IAE this year. I expect the IEE to be a bigger event this year only because, um, you know, we probably aren't getting mm-hmm. a uh, citizen con. Right, right. So so I hear the, the usual suspects that win is like a Caterpillar. Uh, uh, I think the Caterpillar won last time. Is that true? The the Caterpillar one, um, the Reclaimer got close, so did the Cutlass, and so did the Hammerhead. Hmm. But last year, the Carrick wasn't in the running because the Carrick was not released in game. Um, the 890 Jump wasn't in the running. Yeah, so we have, that's true. We have a few ships that launched since then that are actually going to be, you know, in the running. I would expect my guess is one of the winners will likely be it'll probably be either the the Carrick or the uh cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see it's all about the big ships. I mean the little fighters, you know, get no respect. Well it's not even that. It's just that those are they're such fan favorite ships. You know, like um People were so excited for the Carrick. People were so excited for the Caterpillar. They're they're sort of marquee ships. The A ninety jump. I mean, when that launched in the game, yeah, we got the biggest ship we'd ever seen up until that point. I agree. Yeah, but to me, again, there's nothing like you know flying a little nimble ship. I mean, it's a lot of fun. To each their own. <laughs> so That's who do you? True. I know. So Carrick is so your favorite. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the ships that are in it, right? So there's 16 that have been identified. It's the Aegis Avenger Titan. So you must be happy about that. Yes. The Aegis Eclipse. 
Aegis Gladius, Aegis Hammerhead, and the Aegis Reclaimer. From Anvil, we've got the Anvil Carrick and the Valkyrie. Um, the Banu Defender. We've got wow. the Drake Caterpillar, the Drake Cutlass Black, the Esperia Prowler. From Misk, there's the Prospector, the Razor, and the Reliant Core. Origins got the 890 Jump, and RSI has the Constellation Andromeda. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting this year. A lot of new ships. So, I mean, which one, which one do you hope wins out of that list? Oh, honestly, uh, you know, I'm biased on ages. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it doesn't have a shot. It really doesn't. Uh, I, I think Carrick should win. I mean, honestly, I do agree with you that, uh, you know, out of all of them, I really think Carrick is the all-around best ship in the game right now. I mean, of the ships that launched in the past year, it's my favorite. Um, and it, it'll always be my favorite, but... Um, 890 Jump has a solid chance of winning, um, although I don't think it will. It might come in the top four. But I have to say, it's always the ones that have the most, like, I think this year, the ship that's going to be knocked out, and this is just purely a guess on my part, I bet you the Cuddy gets knocked out this year from the top four. Yeah, I mean, it's a little dated, I would say, by this time. There's so many new choices out there that, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't say it's dated per se. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of people's favorite ship. But I think when you stack it up against the rest of the ships, it's it doesn't it doesn't compare. Um, you know, and and it's my favorite like small ship. You know, all around her, it's technically a medium ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. It starts tomorrow. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how far some ships go. Um, but it should be interesting. All right. So real quick advice. So I got a landing pad and somebody just landed on my pad. On your landing pad? Should I just let on top of him? Are you sure it's your landing pad? A hundred percent. Oh, no, my, he just took off. I get realized, (laughs) you know how you get the triangle and it looks like it's on that one, but it's really on the one across. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it happens to me every once in a while as well. Um, yes. Yeah, speaking of which, I just got to poor Tesla, and, and you were probably at Levski. <laughs> no, I stopped. I stopped out of Quantum once I realized you were Quantuming to me. I'm about a hundred kilometers away. I'm being stared at by might be Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he he came to my destination and is looking at me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike B's a new recruit. He actually joined us from listening from the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm glad. Welcome. Yeah, so today's is, well, he he said he would um he's excited to tune into the next episode, but he joined today after listening today. So welcome. Yeah. So you know, I had this idea not to plug and read, but so you know how they have this. I think I told you I found this really cool red and gray suit i think it was a mm-hmm. po so w- what i'm thinking is you know we have the new recruits right so maybe mm-hmm. if they get to certain status we actually buy them those suits in other words at some point they actually earn the uniform you know yeah yeah no that's a good idea right i mean it's it's in game currency uh 
because the... it'll be a lot it'll be a lot easier when we can actually have like an org fund like actually pool your organization's money right that's true otherwise we would have to chip in for that or something right now yeah i mean it, it's fine it's just one of those weird things where it's like you know someday it'll be so much easier because yeah. we could have different funds for different things like you know we as an org right now the only ship i think we don't have that's been announced um within the org at some some way shape or form is the um is the javelin mm -hmm. so that's literally i think the only as far as i'm aware it's the only ship we don't have which we would never need because we're not really a military org but could you imagine if we decided we wanted one one day and we could buy it with like, you know, money yeah. that the org has earned? That's true. That's true. You know, are, are we up to the bug report? Because I really want to report this bug. <laughs> uh, what what bug do you want to report? Uh, you know, the refuel bug. I still can't get any fuel. You know, it is. I mean... It is very frustrating, to say the least, that they still haven't figured that out, even though they almost always seem to figure it out, and then it it's never quite fixed. Yeah, I agree. The only consistency, and, and I don't know, again, it could be just my theory. Uh, if I do order land, there's a more likelihood that I would actually be able to refuel. Oh, really? Yeah, so I just tested that theory out. And I am wrong. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I haven't found that to necessarily be the, the factor for me, but I, I rarely auto land. I feel like it's, it's rolling the dice and hoping you get Yahtzee. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, I could never get the, the, the whole hover thing. You know, they say, you know, hover and you can refuel. That never worked for me either. You know? You know what I mean, right? Just hovering yeah. above and getting the feel. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'm just hanging out here <laughs> admiring uh, my new paint. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we've got might be Zach and Cav is just floating over to my ship. <laughs> oh, I need to tell them to come over. I'm here on pad. I don't know what pad am I. Oh, you could find me. I'm just kind of strolling around. <laughs> it's like... It's like they're that bored. <laughs> yeah. That they're floating in space looking at my ship. I'm in the middle of nowhere and our org members are just staring. That's cool. Oh, I think they want to be famous because I told them we're going to be streaming today. Uh, well, I guess they don't realize that <laughs> um, I'm not the one streaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That is true. Well, well you can bring it over this way. But they don't have to know that. And and the concept of being famous because they're they're on our stream is a little a little suspicious as well. I don't know what kind of fame they're looking for. Yeah, I do have to admit again, not that we're trying to get any followers, but it's a brand new stream. We literally have one or two viewers, but we will expect more audiences. We hopefully grow both the podcast channel and the uh, the stream because this is really not too much fun. I'm just kind of walking around the pad looking at my ship, so I'm not really doing anything exciting. 
But the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm out of fuel. So I can't really fly anywhere. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we did get one question in between last week and today. Oh, which okay. Which is great. So um, it was actually from our very own Admiral Cody. Hey, Geeky and Chekhov, this is Admiral Cody. I've got two questions for you guys. Question one, what do you think tier one implementation of science gameplay would consist of? And question two is a cool theory crafting question. Um, What kind of cool new game crippling and server crashing bugs do you think will get alongside the tier one implementation of science gameplay? Thank you. Okay. Do you want to tackle that one? I guess I could start because <laughs> I don't mind theory crafting. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be pretty much, you know, taking a guess, educated guess, but a guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, the 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 plus side is our um, my favorite person to listen to. Besides, I mean, Chris is great, but I really like listening to. Um, why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? The gentleman. Oh my goodness. Why can't I remember his oh, name? Uh, you mean from the Calling All Devs? or No, from CIG. Um, oh, Tony Zerovic. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, so Tony Z, he, it's like he has every mechanic in his head, right? So a lot of what he talks about when he's talking about exploration, um, you know, certainly there's actually finding things, but a lot of it's also going to be data oriented, right? So if you think about all the other professions in the game, one of the few professions that ties them all together is the finding of phenomena. So mineables can be found through exploration. Salvage can be found through exploration, mm-hmm. as well as you know salvage and rescue. That's why the Carrick has facilities to actually heal people. It's not just for your crew. There's four beds in there besides the scanning bed. That's for, you think four out of six people are going to be in trouble? No, that's in case you go find people out in the verse and you need to take care of them. I always just think of like a Star Trek episode or something, you know? Sure. Um, so, so exploration crew, whether it's a small terrapin and you're identifying, you know, distress signals or whatever it might be to a Carrick that's pinpointing um, actual jump points and mapping them. It's all about data in some respects. So that's one area. And then the question then becomes who takes the data and runs with it. So in a, in a Carrick or, an, or a well-equipped ship, you can get that data. And instead of having to go back to either selling it to an, another org or players or, or NPCs or um, whoever it might be, you can take that and try and get that either, you know, rare find, that mineral, et cetera, right? So part of like what we're trying to do, we, we want to be able to actually use the data that we gather to, you know, mine. And if we find that it's not profitable or we don't have enough operations to handle it, then we would sell any accessory data. But, you know, that's sort of where that mechanic comes in. And, you know, you can actually um, start there. Yeah. From there, I don't know what else, you know, obviously one of the things that I saw and I can't remember how I saw it, it was talking about the Ursa and it was the first time I re- noticed that it actually, oh, you know what? I was just, I was just perusing the Galactopedia because one of the things I started doing 
just out of curiosity and just sort of trying to um, trying to like bolster my knowledge of the game, even though I have a pretty good sort of like historical knowledge of it is um, I've been going through um, old episodes. Well, the only episodes really of uh, lore makers guide to the galaxy, which Mm -hmm. is really awesome. Um, If anyone hasn't done that, you should, because it's the writers of CIG actually talking through different galaxy, different um, systems and their points of interest and sort of the lore behind them. Super fascinating, to say the least. Um, and then I've been sort of trolling the Galactopedia. Um, and what was cool was I didn't realize the Ursa has been described as specifically a exploration vehicle. Um, I thought it was just sort of, you know, just a all-purpose vehicle, especially once you look at, like, what they've been talking about with um, uh, theaters of war, where they're trying to give it sort of almost like a militarized purpose in that in that game. Um, but, yeah, it looks like it's actually going to be capable of some level of scanning um, and finding phenomena on its own. So now I picture... All right, once we get more severe weather storms or we get certain thick, um, you know, foliage or something else that might interfere with your ability to land a larger ship, taking an Ursa, especially if it's a hazardous environment, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, picturing that in tandem with the other things that you might use um, is pretty cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's where exploration is going to go. And then... <laughs> well, uh, you know, the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, so sorry to interrupt you. No, I, okay. um, but, you know, again, I think I mentioned it last time. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we we have to get to a point where, you know, any activity that we do in-game is sort of, uh, uh, you know, be, becomes a, a very similar... Uh, reward system, right? So as I said, you know, you spend X amount of hours, you should be able to earn, you know, X amount of currency. Uh, It doesn't matter what you do, exploration, you know, uh, fighting, you know, cargo missions. uh, And uh, and I I truly think that uh, the, even CAG, I don't think will, will never realize which one is more popular one versus another, because right now, for example, you could say probably the most popular activity in the game is mining with rock, right? But is yeah. it truly the fact? No, it's because you can, you know, bring back 200k using a rock, right? So well, and it's the new thing to do, right? 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 It's uh, yeah, but you know, something even though it's let's say it's a new thing to do, um, you know, mining is not for everybody, but if uh, if you want to earn uh, money, you want to buy things in game. You kind of have to force to do the rock because it's by far the most profitable activity right now. Uh, it sure seems like it for sure. I mean, yeah. it. I I can't think of anything else that is. You know, it it if if cargo were still profitable the way mining with the rock is now, you know, then obviously it would be cargo. Although the investment alone is quite, um, yeah, you know, I agree. You, you know what I like about 
about cargo. Cargo is like when you, you want to get into the game, right? But some days you don't feel like uh, you just want to chill, right? You really don't want to think much. Cargo is sort of a perfect gameplay for that. And plus, you can explore. Like, like I, especially on a big ship like yours, right? You know, you never have an opportunity to explore the ship unless you're on the long, you know, quantum leaps and whatever else. So cargo is a perfect gameplay to do that. Kind of, you know, look at your loadouts, you know, catch up on the news, you know, uh, look, walk around the ship and things like that. Because uh, you certainly can't do that in a dogfight, right? So, but th th that's what I mean. Really, uh, we should be able to any given day of the week, anytime, log in and be able to do what we feel like doing, whether it's explore, fight, you know, carry cargo. But again, the economy has to get there. And honestly, I'm not sure, because uh, nobody really talks about that. I mean, it was mentioned last year once that whole dynamic economy. But there was no mm. ETA on that even. You know, I don't even know when that's coming. There was an initial ETA, um, and then they pulled it from the roadmap. And rightfully so, I think they probably got the cart before the horse in that respect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see the dynamic economy soon. I think, I think they realize that, like, it's kind of hard if you don't have the reputation system in place. Um, or some of the other things that are sort of needed. Yeah, the uh, that's another word. Not not to get off the ta tangent, but it's another thing I wanted to mention. But prison play, I think prison play at this point is a big flop because I don't think anybody consciously wants to get involved in the prison play. You end up there and you really can't wait to get out. I don't know if that was the intent of the prison play. Oh, I think it is at least at first, because if you think about it, what they haven't done yet that they will do. Um, and well, actually, they started the first one, although I haven't been able to do it or I don't don't know how to, um, you know, long term prisons will have some prisons will actually have, you know, mission givers and those mission givers can. Um, oh, my goodness. Sorry, there's something in my my ship glitching through. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's just there's just guns. <laughs> uh. Those. So anyway, th there'll be mission givers, and the only way you can access them is if you're in prison, and you need to be able to build reputation with certain factions. So as a pirate, it's going to unlock a lot of new gameplay long term. Short term, not much. You know, right, it's not right. going to be it's not going to be anything super interesting. Um, yeah, you know, it's like fighting, being able to gamble on fights and actually earn again, you know, things like that. You know, speaking of earning, uh, I forgot to completely mention we're talking about some things that are coming around the corner, real exciting uh, racing and uh, being able to uh, bet on racing and Grimax. I think that's going to be extremely cool. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder when that'll be a real thing. Uh, I don't know. Why it, it, it's not three eleven? No, they already they launched the actual um, room where you would review the racing and all that stuff. Yeah, but they never um, they never launched the actual like you know mechanics to track it um, at Grimhex. So who knows when that's going to come through? 
I'm, I would imagine sooner rather than later, but who knows? That I think the cool thing is that they're accounting for things that are down the road. And it does, it sort of does get your sparks flying at like, okay, well, what could this look like? You know, what, what will this enable? Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, the, so the other thing that Cody asked was, you know, what are going to be the game, game breaking bugs associated with, um, with those actual um, new gameplay loops that they'll eventually launch. Um, so, you know, obviously probably the same types of things that we always see. Um, but really, really funny. Uh, you know, Cody has that, that snark about him. <laughs> hey, that's, um, they're all the same bugs, you know, as, yeah. as something new rolls out, there's always something, uh, minor and then they polish it and it gets better. But I have to tell you, you know, I, you know, every time they, they roll the new patch out. I again, I, I am not as critical as other players uh, in, in our org. You know, I just think overall they're doing a better and better job. You know, they're less thirty case, they're less bugs, like really, really annoying bugs that makes you want to shut off your computer. You know, yeah. I'm enjoying the game. You know, it's the only thing I have to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's. I think it's getting better and better. Like there's always the disappointment of things that drop off the roadmap, but at the same time, there are certain things that, that are, have been, you know, creeping up that seem like really interesting shifts in the right direction, because the more systemic things get, the more exciting they, they get for me. You know, you look at um, that whole lighting system change, you know, the, the, the cool thing about the lighting particle system that they talked about this week it has nothing to do with the fact that well it does have plenty to do with the fact that we'll have better lighting when they hit particles i but, agree but the better part is that they systematized it right so yep. now they don't have to make custom lighting schemes they just have to have particles and light in the way that they interact so before it would be like they'd have to adjust the lighting in order to make it just right now it's they'll just adjust how many particles are in the, in the area. Yep. Now the hot dogs, they look exactly like they look at Seven Eleven, you know, <laughs> with a light shining on them. So more or less appetizing. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. How's that? Well, the, the combination of uh, ketchup, mustard, and uh, plastic relish. Mm, <laughs> space hot dogs. They are spacey. All right, the next frontier in food. Yeah, I'm just I'm just killing time walking around the food court, you know. Yeah, one last thing I did want to mention um, before we kind of fly away for the night. Uh, I did think what was really cool too is that they've been talking a little bit more about the star map improvements because you know, in the state that the star map is in now, especially for someone like yourself who constantly has issues trying to get places the most you know. annoying part of the game for me i agree 100 <laughs> percent. when you said by the way point of advice don't set your quantum to another player when they're near the ground you will quantum right into the planet yep yep i've done that numerous times so far yeah. um yeah that would be a really really huge improvement yeah definitely i i'm excited for it it's not they they sort of put the soon dot 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 tm kind of thing but 
Uh, I guess we'll see soon. Uh, anyway, so I, I guess before we leave, um, if you are an explorer, uh, explorer, <laughs> that's an explorer. <laughs> that's an explorer. You could be an explorer too, an explorer, yeah. or explorer. No, it's a it's a lawyer who explores. <laughs> if you are though an explorer with a penchant for searching the stars, uh, or you're that hauler looking for the perfect trade route, or a prospector looking for that giant deposit of minerals, take a look at Reed. Reed stands for once again, research, engineering, exploration, and discovery. We're a law-abiding org with roles across industrial as well as org defense. If you're looking for low drama. Um, while still being in an environment that establishes mutual respect, Reed's probably for you. Um, you could you can find more details about the org in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions, you can submit questions through our Discord, um, which is Readcast, or um, with the Q and A feature on Anchor. Um, also. Uh, I, I do post this in Reddit, so you're more than happy, welcome to sort of reply in the Reddit feed. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us this week. Um, we will see you next yeah. time. And let me just uh, mention also, if you also would l- like to watch as you listen, you can also find us at Readcast on Facebook and Readcast on YouTube. And we'll also post those links and show notes and uh, I think we're also going to have an email set up uh, for those of you who would like to email us. Thank you. And it was nice spending time with you yet again. Hope to see you soon. See you next week. Mm-hmm.